What is up, you guys? Welcome to Mindset Sessions by Off The Wall Therapy. I am Brock Eisman, and I am stoked to give you guys a look into the sport and performance psychology world. I am here to help you create tools and optimize your potential. Let's get it. back to the mindset sessions if this is your first time i just recently switched up the podcast and now we're doing segments and this segment is called smb which stands for sport and brain and basically what we're doing is we are giving you guys tools that are directly affecting you in your sport and then how it affects your brain so kind of gaining some knowledge gaining some understanding and giving you tools based upon that right so normally in those first 10 sessions, I kind of gave you guys the standards. If you haven't listened to those 10 uh, episodes, it's actually eight episodes, go back and listen to those. That's kind of the standards of my philosophy when it comes to sports psychology. But now we are jumping into, we have three. It's called SMB, Sport and Brain. And then we have an interview style, which is basically like any interview that you've ever listened to on a podcast. Or the third one, or and the third one is going to be Q&A, which Q&A is you guys sending questions, usually three of them, and then I will answer them. Zach and I will give our comments on each of those. So that being said, let's jump right in today. This is Sport and Brain, SMB. We are going to talk about sleep today. So for sleep, I want to make it really important to a broad area of individuals that are listening okay so I'll kind of hit on those different ages but for most of my athletes in the college high school level I want you guys to really pay attention to this and gain some insight get some tools on what it actually means to get the right amount of sleep right and get that circadian rhythm to actually be in line with your performance okay totally. whatever your performance is and it's yeah. not not just for college and high school i want everyone to kind of jump in on that yeah definitely because um, sleep is very important and um, when you're able to have the best sleep you can wake up being able to conquer the day mm-hmm. yeah exactly okay so very first part about sleep we're going to talk about light okay and grace can you tell me what the research study was for light Absolutely. So the first one, it talks about um, recommendations for daytime, evening, and nighttime. And it says, ocular light exposure has important influences on human health, well-being through modulation of circadian rhythm. Um, And basically, it optimizes our eyeballs to take in the sunlight, and um, we can actually perform better with sunlight than just waking up and then not having any sunlight at all yeah and explaining that even like more in like layman's terms when it comes to sunlight just go outside get some sunlight early in the morning okay i've done this in my morning routine i've done experiments on myself i want you to go out and do these same experiments wake up in the morning go get sunlight in your eyes 30 to 60 minutes after you wake up i've done waking up, rolling out of bed, walking out, going sitting on the bed of my truck and reading a book or waking up and going on a walk and just naturally getting sunlight in my eyes. Light is really, really important, okay? 
basically what light does when it hits your eyes it tells your brain to stop using melatonin so that you are not sleepy anymore right so you getting in control of that affecting your circadian rhythm making sure that your circadian rhythm like they're talking about in the study is in line with the healthy amount of sleep that your body needs super important super important for athletes super important for literally everybody right so that light very first thing in the morning you wake up go outside and what I was saying to Grizz earlier um, about my contacts, I actually found out that my contacts, for those of you who wear contacts, they're, my contacts are UV blocking contacts. And I had a friend of mine, actually his friend of mine's father, who called me and he said, hey, Brock, you wear contacts, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, the sun is not hitting your eyes. You're not actually getting the benefit that you want in the morning. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's totally true. Really? So for my contacts people, I don't want you to wear your contacts when you go outside in the morning. For me, that was kind of crazy because when I wake up in the morning, I'll go on a run and I can't see. So putting my contacts on in the morning and going for a run, I have to be able to see. I, I now wake up in the morning and if I go for a run, I'm running blind. <laughs> Which for those of you who obviously understand what I'm talking about when you wear contacts, it kind of feels like you're in a dream. Um, pretty interesting but i want you to go outside don't put your contacts on maybe go outside and just sit in the sun for five to ten minutes and it allows to wake your body up yes exactly like a natural way the the sun is a very natural way if you guys don't have the sun and you have to use artificial light because it's super cloudy or it's rainy i understand that if you do get a really bright light that you can stare at or that you can sit under and that you can actually be affected by okay if you have to be indoors but the best way, obviously, going outside, getting that light into your eyes. All right? Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. And like I said, with the if it's sunny and if it's cloudy, think of it this way as well for if you're going to try and use this tool. Um, the longer or the, the more cloudy that it is, the longer you will have to be in the sun. Okay? So say it's overcast, you're going to have to go be outside for like 20 or 30 minutes. So maybe go on a 20 or 30 minute jog or walk or whatever that is. Go read a book outside for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, but if it's really bright and sunny, you may only need five, maybe 10 minutes. Okay. Does right. That make sense. It go. lets everything adjust. Yeah. Go and try that. And again, when it comes to what I'm talking about, when we do these S and B's, I don't want it to be like crazy long with all of these different. I just want, I want you guys to get really small things, go and try them out and use them. That's why I call them tools. Go and use these tools, okay? So the very first one, when it comes to light, try and go outside in the morning, get some light on your eyes. That being said, Grizz, what do you know about the afternoons? So the afternoons, when are you supposed to not look at your phone? When are you supposed to kind of decrease the amount of light? Decreasing the amount of light is pretty much when the sun's starting to set. Okay. So it helps signal your body that it's the end of the day. So you're kind of... Um, I mean, your body naturally with the sun is going to wake up with the sun. It's going to set with the sun. And so once the circadian sun's, rhythm, exactly. Yeah. Right. Perfect. So once the rhythm of the sun rising and setting is happening, same with your body. So rising from your bed and then starting to, to get to bed. Um, and that's really also going to affect your body in a huge way if you do it right. Yeah, because that's kind of how it was back in the day before you had all these artificial lights. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of how we were programmed and made. Pretty so, much. So, based it just off of that. So, when you guys are going to bed at nighttime, obviously, blue light, really bad for your eyes. Screen time, really bad for your eyes. 
I want you to at least, if you can't, if you, the, the goal is to go no light, no artificial light for three hours before you go to bed. I know that that is kind of crazy for a lot of people who watch TV, who go on their phones, but I want you to be able to decrease that. So if you can only do, say, an hour, try and get to an hour and 15 minutes and then move to an hour and a half and then try and get to two hours. Set some goals, right? Set, set a standard for yourself. When it comes to going to bed and you take your circadian rhythm really serious, if you're a serious athlete, if you're a person who wants to really perform well cognitively, you have to be aware of when you get that light in your eyes and trying to get that circadian rhythm down because it all affects your performance throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a short story I wanna share with you guys. So yeah. when I was about nine or 10 years old, um, I was on a travel baseball team and I stayed over at a friend's house uh, the night before a game. And we were, you know, we were up late, you know, playing video games, stuff like that, eating junk food. But he went to bed at around, I remember he went to bed around 10 p.m. But I stayed up the entire night, didn't go to sleep at all, stayed up until the morning, um, and then ate breakfast, did my whole thing. And his parents were like, dude, what is this, what is this kid doing? He's got to sleep, right? And so I found out the hard way. I got to the field, and by the first inning, I was knocked out. Yeah. on the bench and my parents had to to come pick me up from from the dugout so let that be a lesson to you it will negatively affect your performance when you are not taking care of your body yeah and per se like when you're nine or ten years old you need a lot a lot more sleep than say like an 18 year old that being said it's literally like one or two hour difference so for my high school athletes who are hearing that out there going oh dude well i'm not 10 years old it still affects you extremely right so don't stay up late playing video games Get off your phone, get off your screens. It's all about trying to be consistent with the amount of sleep that you have to overall affect your performance, right? Absolutely, yeah. The key word, consistency, with all of these things. Yes, awesome. Okay, so the next topic that I wanna hit on is exercise. Um, I mentioned when you wake up in the morning, you get out of bed, you go get that sunlight. If you're working out outside, you're doing two things. You can exercise and get sunlight at the same amount of time. When you go to bed, your body, or body temperature actually goes down when you go to bed. So when you wake up, your body, your brain wants to elevate that body temperature. So like going on a run, going on an exercise, maybe going to the gym, waking up in the morning and going doing something, super beneficial to your sleep later in the day, okay? So waking up in the morning, increasing that body temperature. And I talk about this a lot. That's why ice baths, that's why I do them in the morning. Your, your body actually does the opposite. So at nighttime, you wanna take a hot shower. Before you go to bed because that actually decreases your body temperature right yeah and then in the morning you want to get into something cold so that increases your body temperature does that make sense so when your body's cold you're going to ultimately throughout the day increase your body temperature and then at nighttime before you go to bed hot shower to decrease your body temperature maybe a sauna whatever you can do when you get hot your body goes i need to get cold when you get cold your body goes i need to get hot does that make sense yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. And how it affects your brain too with like waking up. If you have, if you're, you know, dousing yourself with cold water, your brain is going to become very alert, which yeah. is what you need to do. Yeah. You know, so like what Brock was talking about, like that's how we were created and designed um, to to live. Yeah. Um, is when we're up in the morning, we need to be alert. Yeah. Um, and then when we're going to bed, we don't really need to be alert. So with a hot shower, it calms us down. It gets us ready for bed. But with the but the opposite is true in the morning. We have to be alert at a moment's notice. Yeah, we'll probably do an entire uh, episode on cold water exposure and sauna 
um, and how beneficial those things are. I know that they're super popular out today. I actually posted a video today um, of me doing a, a cold water exposure in the mountains up in Mammoth. Um, super beneficial. And if you haven't tried it, I want you to go and try it. But we'll probably do an episode on that specifically just because I love it so much and I've been doing it for like four years. So that being said, let's move on to the next thing. So drugs, drugs, caffeine, Ooh. right? Caffeine is something that's super popular when it comes to sleep deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> Very popular. Yeah. So like when I was in college, I, I didn't drink any caffeine. Um, I was not a coffee guy. I was not an energy drink guy. And that was because I didn't want to have to rely on that when it came to my performance. I wanted to literally just be the same person every single day, regardless of me waking up in the morning needing something. Okay, so I drank a lot of water. I'd wake up in the morning, drink water. I'd drink water at the game, maybe a Powerade, whatever it was inside of our actual big jug that we were playing in sports, right? Um, caffeine. How many of you guys drink caffeine? Okay, when it comes to caffeine intake, I do not want you guys, and this is what the research says, I do not want you guys to drink caffeine at least an hour and a half to two hours after you wake up, okay? Let your body naturally wake up. Go out, get sunlight. Go out, get an exercise going. If you wake up in the morning and you directly put those drugs into your system, your brain is going to crash later in the day. We know that about caffeine. It doesn't last forever, so you're going to have to continually keep drinking caffeine. And then eventually your body's just going to crash and yeah. burn and <laughs> literally just not cognitively work as high as you want it to. Right? Exactly. It kind of goes back to um, it kind of goes back to the sunlight and waking up um, with uh, the sunlight yeah. and body temperature and stuff like that. Yeah. If you're relying on coffee, which delicious and it does wake you up, if you're not doing you're a big it, coffee guy. Oh, dude, I love coffee. Yeah. I drink it black. It's it's amazing. But like, if I don't, if I'm just waking up and going straight to the coffee pot, I'm telling my brain that I'm relying on that more than the sun and, and natural uh, like, things and yeah. right not not totally natural things yeah. um and with the sun it's going to be more beneficial through me with me throughout the day yeah and you won't get the crash okay so caffeine hour and a half to two hours after you wake up and again like i said you don't have to jump straight to it my experimental side i would jump straight to it right but you don't have to if you want to set a goal of okay 30 minutes after i wake up hour after i wake up Get to that hour and a half, okay? I want you guys to try that. That's a very simple tool when it comes to caffeine. I know I have a lot of athletes out there who will drink the energy drinks with 300 milligrams of caffeine, right? That is not beneficial for your brain. Imagine if you didn't get that energy drink before you went out and played. I played with so many guys that had to have their energy drink, their Red Bull, whatever it was, and then pop an Adderall as well. It's like, what are you doing to your brain? Mm -hmm. If you didn't have that stuff, who are you as an athlete? You know what right. I'm saying? Try and do it naturally. Learn how to be at the optimal level of your performance by taking control of the the stuff that I'm talking about when it comes to caffeine. Okay, so this yeah. all has to do with sleep. When you drink caffeine, throws your circadian rhythm off. Okay, and that being said, do not drink caffeine eight to ten hours before you go to bed. Eight to ten hours before you go to bed. Eight to ten hours before you go to bed. Does Are you guys sense? getting the picture? Yes. Do not drink caffeine. You will throw off your circadian rhythm. Obviously, caffeine will keep you up. You do not want to do that, okay? Then you're waking up later, which is 
then going to make you get turned on to the coffee in the morning to help you wake up faster and the cycle continues. Yes. Right? And then obviously alcohol as well. I know that some of you, if you drink alcohol and you go to bed and you think that alcohol actually helps you sleep, that is not the truth when it comes to sleeping and your sleep cycles. You don't actually hit all of them. Okay. So alcohol before you go to bed, even if it's one drink, do not do it. Okay. For my athletes out there in college who will drink before a game, do not drink before a game. Okay. Everything no. when it comes to cognition, you are only destroying every bit of mental capacity for performance that you have. Okay. So drinking before games, not a good idea. Okay? And it dehydrates your body too. Yeah. No, everything yeah. bad about it. Right. Okay. So talk a little about temperature. Do we have a research study for temperature? We do have a research study on advanced sciences with temperature. So human sleep is highly regulated by temperature. Um, there was a study done that says it was coupled with nighttime temperature data and it shows that increases in nighttime temperatures amplify self-reported nights of insufficient sleep. Okay, so, and what they found in this study is one to three degrees lower, okay? You wanna sleep, when you go to bed, you wanna be sleeping in, than your environment. Okay, so whatever your environment is, if you can get one to three degrees lower, so say it's 75 degrees outside, you want to get down to 72 degrees, okay? That would be optimal because your body temperature needs to be able to lower in order to get that sufficient amount of sleep, okay? That was really interesting to me. I mean, I'm sure you've had nights where you were sleeping somewhere really hot and you were like, oh my gosh, I can't fall asleep, right? So that that tool that I want you guys to understand, if you have a fan, if you have maybe like a blanket that can keep you cooler than what the outside environment is, one to three degrees get one degree cooler and you'll have a better night's sleep yeah that's what that research study is saying definitely there was a there was a night pack that i used to sleep with when i was in high school um, that i would throw in the freezer and then if there were nights where i would wake up in a cold sweat or if it was way too hot during the summertime i would throw it on the back of my neck oh no and way. that would yeah that would help me that would help me fall asleep right. way way quicker because it's letting my brain know like okay I'm around cold and now it can let the rest of my body cool down. Yeah, because well. when you sleep, your body, temperature, sleep. your body temperature has to go down. Exactly. Yeah. You remember when you were in the DR? It was hot. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that was tough. I went to the DR when I was in junior college and there was uh, a whole week where um, I had basically a fever every single night. Mm. And my body temperature, it was hot, but my body temperature was hotter. It's about 103. Mm. And your brain is basically cooking inside your body when yeah. it's that hot yeah fevers are gnarly yeah all right sweet so you guys understand that temperature try and get a little bit colder than the environment that you're around pretty plain and simple all right cool okay so napping this is something another tool that i want you guys to understand i know a lot of people who do power naps people do all different types of napping napping is great it's very effective but do not nap longer than an hour and a half Okay? If you're napping longer than an hour and a half, you're throwing off your circadian rhythm because your brain goes, okay, I'm going to release a bunch of melatonin. Again, that drug that puts you to sleep. Really important for you to not nap longer than an hour and a half. If you're going to nap, nap for 20, 30, 45 minutes. Okay? Sit, shoot for those numbers because even, I mean, even if you push it close to an hour and a half, like you're still, you're still going to feel the effect of that. And your brain is not going to be like, okay, well, this is my time to go to bed and hit all the sleep cycles that I need. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And if you're falling, if you're falling asleep for a nap, 
and you have, let's say you play a night game yeah. and you're sleeping for like two, maybe three hours and you're like, oh man, I'm super tired. Then what's going to happen? You're going to be tired by the time you wake up. Oh shoot, I have to get to the field or I have to get to the court and you're chugging a Red Bull. Yeah. That throws off your circadian rhythm even more. Yeah. Last, the last thing that, I, last tool that I want to go over for you guys is breathing. Okay. So nose breathing, the benefits of nose breathing, they're insanely good. And Zach, we have research study for nose breathing. We do, um, and it's mostly it's actually on the negative effects of mouth breathing. Okay, cool. Um, so it says mouth breathing causes more problems um, than just like soggy pillows and dry mouths. It can cause sleep disorders. Um, it can change uh, the. It can change your face even. Um, it develops um, even from a very young age, and it can um, it can set you up for long term problems um, not just with uh, your face but your body as well got you okay cool so from what I know about nose breathing and from what that research study is talking about about mouth breathing is mouth breathing is bad okay just that alone hearing that mouth breathing is bad while you're sleeping um, you guys should absolutely experiment on trying to nose breathe I've done it a lot it is not easy to do so that's why they've come out with those things where you can actually like tape your mouth you can put tape over your mouth and force yourself to nose breathe it's really uncomfortable, really anxious, right? Like you get a little bit of anxiety because you're like, well, what if I'm not gonna be able to breathe through my nose at night? Um, you will, I promise you'll be okay. So experiment on that. Try and see if nasal breathing is actually really good for you. If it's not, then scrap it. But again, that study saying that mouth breathing is bad, try nose breathing, okay? The, ben the benefits for nose breathing too, um, it improves your oxygen level in your blood and reduces the amount of brain fog that you'll have in the morning. So just that right there, getting more oxygen in your blood and reducing brain fog, absolutely try it. Like that right there should be enough to try it, okay? Totally. At least, at least try it. Because your nose, your nose was made, it was intended to be like a filter and to moisturize all of the air that kind of goes into your throat and into your lungs. And when you're breathing through your, your mouth, you're not moisturizing your lungs, right? You ever woken up with really bad breath when you... When you sleep and you're breathing through your mouth, like right. I, know I have, right? So, attempt. I mean, at least try this tool, okay? But, yeah, that's it. That's for sleep. This is the first uh, S and B. If you guys have any comments and if you have any questions or if you just want to talk more about it, if you have any topics that, or research studies that you know about that you want us to go over, absolutely reach out to us. And you can email us at at brock at offthewalltherapy.com yeah or you can dm me at offthewalltherapy on instagram or you can dm me at mindset sessions podcast again that was sport and brain and we did it on sleep so s and b thank you guys so much for listening have a great day see you guys